Hi, my name is Bethany Tolley, and this is my blog, The Doctrine Lady Blog. If you would like to read the text for any of my podcasts, please visit my website, thedoctrinelady.blog. And now for today's podcast. Organized religion. Can't live with it. Can't live without it. Organization. Period. If we get outside the idea of a company, firm, political faction, or religion for just a moment, it will do us some good. So let's start with some defining work. To organize, which comes from the Latin organum, meaning an instrument or tool, is to arrange into a structured whole, to order, as well as to coordinate activities efficiently, or to make arrangements or preparations. Thus summarized, organizing is a tool that we use to ensure a structure is whole or in order. Organizing is a tool that coordinates something to increase efficiency. Organizing is also a tool that allows us to preempt something negative by making arrangements or preparations for something. When we apply this to God, we have to ask ourselves, is God a God of order? Is he someone who organizes and makes preparations? Is he someone who plans? Or is he a being that leaves everything to chance? There's nothing between order and chaos. There's only one or the other. There's no partial heaven with a little bit of hell in it or vice versa. And there's a nod to C.S. Lewis there and the great divorce. Um, and so entropy is the measure of the disorder or randomness of a system. Something that is entropic is something that creates disorder or randomness. Humans, no surprise, <laughs> are entropic, meaning we engender disorder because of and by our lack of perfection. We are not whole or complete. God is whole and complete. Thus, God, our Heavenly Father, has a plan to help us become whole and complete so that the disorder and randomness of our lives can be eternally fixed. Religion is a human term for organizing a system of beliefs around the worship of a superhuman or controlling power. You'll note in the scriptures, all of them, that God never calls the organization of his church religion. He calls it his kingdom. For example, in the New Testament, we hear a lot, and the kingdom of God shall be likened unto dot, dot, dot. Religion in scripture is always used by humans to describe a system of beliefs. For example, James talks about the vanity of men when they act differently from their religion or system of beliefs. He also indicates that pure religion and undefiled is to act as one believes. And that's in James 1. But let's be very, very clear. The gospel of Jesus Christ is not a religion because it is not a system of beliefs created by mankind. The gospel of Jesus Christ is a system of unchanging fundamental truths established by God. So if God organizes, but the term organized religion doesn't necessarily apply to him, what has he organized for us? God, our Heavenly Father, has organized and authored a plan for us to become whole and complete like he is, that our entropic nature may be, at some future point, fixed. 
So if we go back to the human definition for organize, then we understand that God's plan for us is a tool that has made arrangements and preparations for us to become like him despite our entropic nature. His plan is a tool that coordinates the things we need to attain this in the most efficient way possible. His plan preempts our total destruction because as we are, we are destined to become so disordered and scattered and random that we will become nothing. Have you ever seen a toddler's playroom that starts out nice and clean or your own living room, but you give them what you think is a tiny box of toys, but when you give them what you think is a tiny box of toys, the room within less than a minute suddenly becomes a total wreck. Toys are lodged in forgotten places, scattered over the whole floor, and now lost everywhere. And in their disorder and random scattering, those toddlers seem to have multiplied those toys 100-fold. This is us. And even when we grow up and cease to destroy a room with toys, we continue to destroy our lives with entropic behavior and an almost inherent determination not to order ourselves mentally, emotionally, and spiritually, though our soul is always hungrily seeking it. So what is God's plan to help us become ordered, complete, and whole to fill us with joy? God's plan of salvation for his children is about dispensing the power to become complete and whole through a system of ordinances and covenants that can only be properly given and received through his power. We call it the priesthood. Why ordinances and covenants? Seemingly meaningless outward outward physical rites accompanied by a bunch of seemingly stifling rules that organize us and our lives and help us create order? Why? I'm not sure I could ever give all the answers to that. Only God can. Isaiah 55, 8 and 9 is a good reference for that. But a few can be found here as well. Because God is a God of order, there aren't 600 different ways to become complete and whole. There is only one order. If there were more than one, there would be a loss of order. Thus, all the fundamentals of becoming complete and whole never change. Sometimes the outward ritual God asks for changes, but he is the one who changes them maintaining order. Thus, we see some differing rituals from Old Testament to new and to present. Yet, God has always clearly set them, and the fundamentals and doctrines they are based on, as I've said, don't change. Christ set the example for this during his earthly ministry when he organized his kingdom on the earth. In other words, we call it the church, wherein he called prophets, apostles, etc., He fulfilled the law of Moses, which only came into being with the Israelites due to their struggles. And then he showed how to begin the process of becoming complete. Christ himself submitted to baptism by one with the priesthood authority, John the Baptist. Beyond baptism, God has established a framework of ordinances and covenants that bring us closer to him and which help us become complete and whole. This plan includes a series of ordinances and covenants which bind us by our choice to participate, 
to the process of becoming more ordered and controlled or negentropic and fundamentally full of peace and joy. God himself is bound and perfect because he is bound by ordinances and covenants. However, often we get frustrated or angry with God's plan, which he dispenses or makes available to us via an organized system, a religion, for our benefit. It's because of only one of two things when we get frustrated. Number one, we are not doing our part to receive his ordinances and covenants and, or two, We are distracted by the entropic nature of other people. No matter what our, and I'm holding my fingers with quotes here, no matter what our beef with organized religion, every problem we have fundamentally comes back to the fact that we are not doing our part or we are letting the entropic nature of others, their capacity to create chaos, distract us from God's beautiful organized plan for us. Now, let me quickly explain both number one and two. Number one, and that is we're not doing our part to embrace God's plan. That will bring us order and perfection. From my own experience, which is the only experience I can truthfully speak from. So in my own experience, without fail, the people in my life who have struggled with the gospel, God's plan for negentropy, via a necessary religion, organized belief system, are those that, and here's a list of points here, they stop or they never create space in their life for daily reading the scriptures. Alma 14, 1, 3 Nephi 10, 14, St. John 5, 39, Acts 17, 11, Jacob 7, 23. Next, they don't know God very well and have incorrect expectations of how he should act in their lives or the lives of others. Next, they keep a commandment until they get a blessing and then stop keeping it and expect to continue getting blessed even though they stopped keeping the commandment. Doctrine and Covenants 58 verses 26 to 33 and also section 130, 20 to 21. They benefit from priesthood blessings or the testimonies of others, but expect the blessings to manifest or the spiritual witness to change them without them putting forth significant and continuous effort. So if you need to hear those again, just go back a little bit in this podcast. So there are likely a few more, but the fundamentals are very similar, okay? Just like eating right and exercising for a few days, weeks, or even months won't provide you any long-term health if you quit, so also spiritual progression or completeness and wholeness doesn't persist when we stop ordering our lives as God would have us do. Each of the bullet points that I shared are a way of establishing order in our lives by choosing to do something daily, like reading our scriptures or praying. Now pay attention to that. We choose, I mean, he said he invites us to do it, but we choose to do it. We choose every day to order our lives, to create a sense of order by responding to those invitations. If by also correctly learning and educating ourselves in the process, we are also ordering our thoughts and giving ourselves knowledge that is nearly complete and whole. So just as people who are incredibly healthy and in shape bounce back quickly from injuries, so also if we are incredibly spiritually healthy and our thoughts are ordered, we will bounce back 
quickly from trials and troubles. Notice also that people begin to fall into chaos in their mind and heart when they let the actions that create order in their life and mind and spirit become unimportant and include them only randomly in their lives. Random obedience can't produce consistent and orderly blessings. Doctrine and Covenants 58, again, 26 to 33, and 130, 20 to 21. Intent, however, does matter. Okay? Doctrine and Covenants 137, 9 to 10. Intent. Our intent does matter. But intent must eventually be substantiated by action. Thus, random or spotty attempts at ordered behavior cannot produce ordered results. They produce spotty and random results. And here's the frustrating part. Truth doesn't change simply because we get mad at the system, which is entropic because we're involved. It's entropic because humans are involved. We can jump off a cliff and we will fall, even if we curse the fact that God didn't give us wings. His response will always be, but I taught you that if you jumped, you would fall, so you didn't need wings anyway. Okay? So if we do not do our part to respond to the truth God gives us and to order our lives through the plan he's given us, then that's on us. His plan didn't fail us. We just didn't stick with it. We didn't commit to it. And consider for one moment how you and I look at others that are not ordered in areas of their lives where we are pretty well ordered. We look at them as we look at the toddler who destroyed the room in 35 seconds flat. As we look at others and that toddler, God must look at us. And because he loves us, he continues to help us learn how to sing the cleanup song and reorder our toys again. So the second thing is we're distracted by the entropic nature of other people. I, As already established, people, let's just be honest, people are chaos. They are entropy and disorder and randomness. And they always will be unless they... Submit to the enticings of the Holy Spirit and put off the natural man and become a saint through the atonement of Jesus Christ the Lord and become as a child, submissive, meek, humble, patient, full of love, willing to submit to all the things the Lord seeth fit to afflict upon them. And that's Mosiah 3.19. The foundational fact here is that there is no prophet or any church leader for that matter that will ever be perfect. If they are good to any extent or in any aspect of their lives, it is only because they are submitting to the same process that you are to submit to, the plan of salvation or the negentropic process. The scriptures repeatedly illustrate that God works with culture. He works with every culture and subculture. He works with what makes sense to us until he can help us get beyond it. Every prophet, church leader, and self-proclaimed believer in God comes not only from a world culture, but a country culture, a state culture, a region culture, and is subject to work culture and the family cultures he or she has been raised in or is currently surrounded by. We can't become ordered and perfect all at once. God works with worldly culture, and he also works with religious culture. Yes, God works with the religious culture we establish until we can get beyond it. God works with culture. 
The scriptures also repeatedly illustrate that God works with imperfect people. They also illustrate that God specifically chooses people that are weak, have struggles, make mistakes, and annoy us, because those are usually the ones that, with few exceptions, are willing to not quit, and who persevere when even the craziest people would have quit. 1 Corinthians one twenty seven. So think about that. We have all been hurt by people who are religious, leaders, friends, people we looked up to. And I don't know that has ever occurred to any of us because we're like, why would God let them be in that position? Why would he put them there? Maybe it's because even though they are a mess, just like we are, they were willing to stick with it. And that's something to think about. It's pretty tough to choose to follow God's plan. It is really tough when people get in the way. How much more then is our faith rewarded and our capacity to become negentropic when we choose to continue the process to become complete and whole despite the entropy of those trying alongside us? The heavier the weight we lift, the more our muscles tear. Yes, but the greater capacity our muscles have to become stronger. Do you realize the power of that? The more you determine to stay on your ordered path in the plan of salvation, despite the entropy of others, the stronger and more ordered you become. So the imperfect people around you actually can be a blessing if you decide to stay ordered despite them. They make you stronger. We don't have to like it, but it is true. So to conclude, the fact is that we don't have to live with or without organized religion. We only have to live and participate fully in the process of negentropy, the process of becoming complete and whole. That process is dispensed not by organized religion, but by the orderly and organized framework of ordinances and covenants dispensed by God, made available to you and me through a living prophet and apostles. That is the plan of salvation. I I state again, it is not a system of beliefs saved to those who don't believe in it. It is a system of truths that will help you become complete and whole, which is a fullness of joy. And I'll see you next time. Thank you so much for listening. If you would like to read more of the things that I blog about, please visit my website, thedoctrinelady.blog, and I'll see you there.